0: Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. Yeah.
1: They suck in extra innings. They yeah. suck in extra innings. They suck, suck, yeah. suck. They suck. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. What happened?
0: 7 a.m. Big kids are going back to school on HIST. Beat the kids. Miller headed back to school. Doesn't want to fade this pickleball heat. But Miller, if you're listening, any kids are listening. Make sure that you call into the show, and and uh, I don't know about that. On your way back to school, I don't know.
2: I don't know if the kids want to call in. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, don't call in and challenge the host. Yeah. Don't
2: challenge us anything. Then you'll then I'll deconstruct your entire relationship with your father. But if you just want to talk and have a conversation, that's great too. We'd
0: love to have you on what your way to school. If you're mentally tough enough to get through that, then that's fine too. <laughs> I mean, I CJ wanna... Stroud's mentally tough. He's now the starter for the Texans. Look how that
2: worked. In out. a foregone conclusion, since the moment he was drafted, that's finally been confirmed. I don't know why D'Amico decided to do the, w- let's, do let's, it the way he let's, did it.
0: Uh, let's 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 make it official here, D'Amico Ryan's, who is going to be your starter in Week One of the NFL season in 2023.
1: Yes, yeah, CJ will be our Week One starter in Baltimore.
0: What is it that's translated to that
1: position? It's been over the course of the entire process of OTAs, training camp, preseason games, just seeing the complete product and knowing you know, CJ's desire to continue to get better. We know we're not where we need to be as a team overall. We all have to continue to get better, and it's just having the mindset to do that and CJ, just along with all our other guys, know that we have to get better in that regard
0: so it's official cj stroud named the starter it's we've all known that's going to be the case but he he did drive he did lead the team to his first touchdown in the preseason a little uh play action touchdown pass um that was nice to see the running game really was what got that ball down there uh in the red zone cj completed two of four passes didn't You know, played in a a few series, two or three series, I think maybe just two series, yeah. And uh, this first series, nothing happened. The second series, they went down the field. Damian Pierce with a couple of really good runs. I
2: think something happened. I think in that first series, it shows what probably will be the Texans' issue throughout the year. Their wide receivers not making plays.
0: Uh, yeah, Robert Woods had a chance. Even
2: Nico Collins, a, a ball, uh-huh. a nice ball by even Adam Humphreys in the game.
0: Like it was throughout the game, wide receivers had opportunities that they didn't. And we know.
2: and we look around the league as far as young young quarterbacks and what they need to succeed. Sure, you want them to be protected, but even maybe more importantly is when they do find a guy and and he, and particularly CJ Stroud, who the criticism was the lack of ability to make off schedule plays. And he tried to make one of Robert Woods. He put that ball where it it should be. And Robert Woods didn't make the play. And then he made a nice throw down the sideline that Nico Collins couldn't come down with. So he will probably be let down more by his receivers I think than he will be letting them down. Because we've talked about it before. This is the least talented wide receiver he's played with in three years. Because at Ohio State he had first rounders throughout and a potential top five pick in Marvin Harrison Jr. that he played with last year. So It'll be interesting to see can can the Texans' wide receivers be something that isn't a detriment because it was it was a couple just a couple of plays but they're I think back to back where receivers had a chance to make plays and they didn't make them.
0: Yeah, I I'll have a lot of thoughts on uh, on this game. Really dug in on this one. There's there's a lot to get to with the Texans. Cut day is going to be Tuesday. Uh, well, that's when all the cuts have to be done. We're already seeing some initial cuts. PJ Walker, former roughneck. Was cut after getting a two. He signed a two-year, four-plus million-dollar deal with the Bears. Two million was guaranteed, and they ended up cutting him. They're going to stick with the rookie Tyson Badgett, uh, and then Nathan Peterman's also fighting for a spot. So PJ Walker got cut, but so cuts can take place any time now. But all of them have to be completed by Tuesday. It's a single cut-down day, so we'll figure out what goes on with the Texans. But a lot of thoughts that we will get into. Um, about that Texans game. If you watch that against the Saints last night on Fox on Channel 26 is is where you could have found it if if you didn't see it. The Houston Astros pummeled. Okay, so let's get through the weekend. First, it was a near no-hitter for Fromber again, and then Ryan Presley with a huge letdown in the ninth. The Astros go in with a one-run lead. They tie it up. The uh, Tigers tie it up in the ninth, and then he gives a three-run walk-off home run up the uh, is the player's first career home run ever. And Ryan Presley catches the loss on that one, which is very unfortunate. Good bounce back by Hunter Brown in the offense the next day. And then yesterday was um, decent performance by Justin Verlander. He actually had to work out of quite a few jams, uh, did not have his best stuff, did make it through five innings yesterday, um, and it made some very clutch pitches. But it was the offense, 25 hits. 17 runs for the Astros yesterday. Uh, Jeremy Pena with a five-hit game. He went five for six. And I mean, the lineup up and down, it was just hit, 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 hit. You had multi-hit games. Uh, Bregman had was two for four. Corey Jolks had base hits in both of his at-bats. Yordan with a couple hits and three RBIs. Kyle Tucker including a home run. Uh, Yiner Diaz had another home run. He was two for two. Uh, after coming in a catcher, including a home run yesterday, even Maldonado with a couple of hits, including one with a player in scoring position. He had he had an RBI yesterday. So and uh, Dubon three for 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 six. Even Jonathan Singleton had a hit, so it was a big day. Yeah, Jonathan Singleton has got that average up to one. I don't know if you've
2: seen, but the hits are coming for John Singleton. Yeah, they he's are. He's no longer actually. going over anymore. He's he, and any time he gets a hit, as long as he's not having like an eight at bat day, which it almost felt like he did yesterday, considering what their Astros did, that average is going to continue to climb, Lance.
0: That's right. He didn't shine shoes
2: anymore. Keep getting hits, John Singleton. One just, for one on, on Saturday, and one one for five
0: on Sunday. That's all you got to do is just. All we ask for you to do is just what, get hits. What's two out of six? Two out of six is hitting three thirty three. Yeah, hot streak. So, oh yeah, So over the last, uh, over, uh, his last so over his last six at bats. Yeah, over his last six at bats, he has two hits. So this is a, what I would call a bit of a mini hot streak right now for uh, for John Singleton. We joke he had a couple of. Base hits the other day, as well, including a big double. So what you have so going on? You want to apologize? Uh, well, no, I'd like for him to. Well, how am I? What am I apologizing you were, for? You,
2: you know, you came on very strong, talking about how the story, the cute John Singleton story, was not a thing anymore, and you understand why he no, why the Brewers did what they did to him, and you were burying him, and all of a sudden, John Singleton, yeah, in base knocks all over the place. He's. Uh, all over. What's 333? Is that a Hall of Fame career? Yeah,
0: no, uh, if he can keep this up. Now, he's never hit 200 in a season. Yeah. Ever.
2: But what about the last two days? Is he hitting no, 333?
0: No, he's, he's on a Hall of Fame pace. Thank you. I day. guess. Well, he does he get not face, a lot of RBIs. Does he get the face uh, Tiger pitching the rest not of, of the No, he doesn't. But he does get some favorable pitching, as a matter of fact. Now, the Astros are headed to the Boston Red Sox today. They've got the Red Sox at six uh, 610 this today. This afternoon, uh, Christian Javier scheduled a pitch there. So you got Javier, J.P. France, and Framber Valdez are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at Boston. And you come home, you got the Yankees after that, the failing Yankees, the last place Yankees with the lowest ratings, and the pathetic, pathetic New York Yankees. You face them at home. And uh, then you're off to Texas three there. And then you've got San Diego. So we won't get too far ahead of ourselves. But what about I've never seen a I've never seen a season like this for the Texans or for the uh, Astros. It's been a while, at least where you are fighting for a division title and a wild card spot all at at the same same time, time. all at the same time. So yesterday, Seattle uh, won three to two. But the Rangers lost in extra innings. You had Seattle's now leading a division. John's. He's going to come in, he's, oh, I told you, I told no, you he, about Seattle. he can't
2: do that now because his his thing his is thing the is Astros will win the division. By six games. Or will he try to, he will try to get around being wrong by saying, I said they'd be ahead of the Rangers by six and a half games, and that's still on the He'll table. He'll
0: try, but he said they would win the division. He'll say, just wait, they're still going to, but I told you about Seattle. He's going to take credit for both. Okay. He's going to try to. I'm not done with the John
2: Singleton praise. Oh, oh, go ahead. Over the last week, five five hits and fourteen at bats. What does that come out to? A three fifty seven average.
0: Now that's now we're talking like Tony Gwynn types. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, three fifty seven. I mean, is is going to lead the American League in bats? Are we average.
2: calling? Him, we can't call him Husky Tony Gwynn because Tony Gwynn was Husky himself. Yeah, he was already Husky. <laughs> what are we call,
0: he, we can't call Jonathan Singleton the Hit King.
2: Um, <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know what we call him, but he deserves a nickname. If he's gonna get five hits out of every fourteen at bats, of
0: course those fourteen at bats well, stretch I mean, over seven days. Be, that's gonna be a Disney movie.
2: Yeah, three fifty-seven average. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta. We have to have the praise match the slander, and that's on you.
0: Yeah, no, at five four, t- uh I mean, I can make it, Jonathan Singleton. Today, it just feels weird. He just went one for five, and yeah. Jeremy Pena was five of six. Like, I don't I feel yeah, like I don't know Jer- if we...
2: And you have, you have taken your shot to Jeremy Pena No, as well. I've been a Jeremy
0: Pena lover.
2: Uh, hater, I think is the word we're looking for.
0: No, no. Is he back? Jeremy Pena... Yeah, Jeremy Pena's back, folks. Jeremy Pena is back, folks. Five of six, and that's just... And, and really, it's been a run. It's been a run for Jeremy Pena. He has gotten hot. Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve. Like, the bats have definitely come around. The bats are not really a problem right now. Yeah, you'll have a game here or there. It's the starting pitching that that is and occasionally the bullpen that is going to even though the bullpen's been better. Um that was a stinker from Ryan Presley. If he doesn't do that, you are you're tied for first. But uh the Astros right now are a game out of first, but they're also, you know, having to fade the Toronto Blue Jays who you know they're on their heels a little bit. The Astros have a little bit of room. The Blue Jays lost an extra inning yesterday, so the Astros right now are uh, two and a half up on the Toronto Blue Jays. So that was nice. You have a little extra space, but you need to keep up this pace of trying to win two out of every three, three and you'll lock this in. Besides having a chance at winning a division, this, one, this is the first time the Astros have been in a true division battle for a long, long time, and it's going to be fun watching multiple teams, scoreboard watching multiple teams now with the uh, the Rangers, the Astros, and Seattle all taking a look there. And if things aren't always so tutti-frutti, then you're going to have to keep your eyes on the Toronto Blue Jays. But take care of your business. You won't have to worry about the Blue Jays and that final um, uh, free, the final wild card spot. In fact, the Rangers may have to be worrying about that, not the Astros. Wouldn't it be great if the Rangers, just because they're in Dallas, after and because we don't you know we don't particularly care for we don't care for anything really Dallas related but wouldn't it be awesome if they fell completely out of the playoffs i'd rather see seattle out of the playoffs to be honest with you just because young pitching you know always makes you a little bit nervous and rodriguez has gotten hot but man if the rangers went from leading most of the time and then fading this is what happens this is what happens when you allow people to run around and be a little bit too chachi in your city <laughs> You can't. You're close blaming. Games.
2: You're playing blaming or you baseball teams. You, you're blaming. You out. You're playing blaming the fans and their attire for how the Rangers are playing.
0: Not even their fans; just people who live in the city and or in the oh, surrounding okay.
2: areas. Gotcha.
0: So I mean, I, whatever you put out into the universe, you get back. I don't know the whole. If you're a big douchebag all the time, <sighs> then then this is what's going to happen. I don't know. To you. Maybe the whole.
2: If we're talking about karma, the employing of Ar- Orelas Chapman may be a bigger karma issue than yeah. the fans.
0: Yeah, that could hurt as well. All right, if you guys have Astros thoughts or Texans thoughts, it was uh, the Texans win, if that matters to you. Um, it was a punt fest. We had a lot of punts in that game, ta- including Tank Dell. Did, did you having a good return? Did you get past the second half? Yeah. I actually went deep into the fourth quarter. No,
2: the Davis Mills experience is not one. And the backup off the line experience is not one I want to suffer through. Once it got to
0: halftime, I was like, all right, I'm out. Davis Davis threw the ball actually fairly well. He was uh it was the – E. J. Perry or whatever. Uh, I wanted to see Case. I wanted to see the great Case Keenum. Uh is who I was hoping to see there. But there's really no no plan on playing him. Uh you gotta see what other guys have. But I think Davis, I think Davis actually would function would be very functional in this offense. Let, let's come back because I've got a lot of thoughts on that one. Um we'll break it right here. Seven one three 780 3776 So we're about to have a huge weather pattern shift. It's getting under a hundred and it's going to go to 99. And once that happens, guys, it's, uh, it's time to start hanging out outside a lot more. Once this weather cools down into the high nineties and uh, yesterday, all right, shout out to Houston, the highest recorded temperature ever in the history of the city yesterday, one Oh nine at hobby. Shout out to us. Uh, but I'm sorry, all good things have to come to an end, and at some point we're not going to have 100-degree weather and it's going to drop down into the high 90s. And I think that day is today. That means patio weather. 99 is patio weather, people, and that's Texas Custom Patios. Outdoors, I've got the outdoor kitchen, the big screen TV, the sound system. It's pretty standard, though. I mean, they build that for most people, although initially I just had the patio without the uh, the kitchen in it, and I retrofit the kitchen. I suggest you take a look at doing everything and getting that thing financed if you want to so that you have exactly what you're looking for. Because the great thing is it's going to add tremendous value to your home. When two people are looking to buy a home, they're going to buy your home ahead of someone else's because of the cool outdoor living space you have. If you're looking for a swimming pool, they're building awesome swimming pools this summer may have convinced you that you must have a swimming pool at all times at your disposal and they can build that as well texas custom patios the website shows their entire process and the before and after uh, uh situation at so many different houses you'll probably see your own backyard in there with one of the pictures it's texascustompatios.com
1: espn seven five on twitch oh it's you people what do you mean you people What do you mean, you people? Huh? Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's time to rejoin the undisputed best sports talk show in Houston. It's clearly John and Lance, except no substitutes.
0: All right, 718, get your kids off to of school and uh, keep you locked in right here on your app. You can listen to ESPN 97.5. Just Google it, go to the app store and uh, type in ESPN 975 and it'll pop up. You can always listen on your app or you can listen to ESPN 97.5 or ESPN 92.5, whichever one sounds best for you. Um, we'll get to the Astros in a little bit. I want to focus on the Texans for a second. One thing that I think is going to be very interesting And one thing that has been very telling is Bobby Slowick is clearly a purist when it comes to a lot of his outside zone stuff for his offensive scheme. You may recognize certain things that they are doing is going to look a lot like Gary Kubiak's offense. You saw a lot of fullback play. That's called 21. That offense, that means two running backs, one tight end. Whenever you hear people talk about 11, 12, 21 group personnels, the first Number is the running back. The second number is a tight end. So two running backs, one tight end is considered twenty-one personnel, and that's obviously two wide receivers too. It, you don't see that a lot anymore. Um, in in the Texans' case, you have Andrew Beck, you have Dalton Keen, uh, you have Nick uh, Vanette, who came from Ohio State. You have three different tight end slash fullbacks right now on the roster. Now somebody's getting cut. And, but it ain't going to be Dalton Keene. I'll tell you what, Dalton Keene was running around. He was a former New England Patriots uh, draft pick. Nick Casario was there for part of that, brought him over. I Actually, he is uh, they drafted him too early in my estimation, which is why he's available for the Texans. But that dude's a hammerhead now. He will run in and hit whatever he sees and keep driving his feet until he gets done what needs to be done. And there's just not a lot of teams that need that anymore. So he's kind of a you know it's it's kind of a, a niche position, but for, it's clear that for Bobby Sloick's offense right now he's going to run that lead fullback with some of the out with some of the uh, the the running plays that he has and man he is uh, he's a guy who can get after a little bit number forty so keep an eye on on him you had a, another good solid day from uh, from Damian Pierce you didn't stick around long enough to see him talking to Aaron Andrews I guess. No. Okay, so she asked him about they showed the play where Case Keenum had the touchdown for Minnesota against the Vikings, I mean against the uh the Saints and she said, "Did you see that when you were younger?" He goes he goes, "I think I was I don't even know if I was born yet. I think it was 1985." <laughs> <laughs> he was like apparently he cracks on uh case. he always cracks on Case about his age or whatever. But it was a good interview. Him and, and Will Anderson were both interviewed on the sideline, and they both came off uh, uh, really good. I think Damian Pierce is a real likable guy, but he even said he calls him slow. Now he calls him Coach Slow. He goes, Slow wants me to run. You know, he wants to really bring the funk in a running game. So I'm gonna, you know, he's basically saying he's gonna crank it up even more. Um, I think it's gonna be the more I've watched, the more I realize this is not going to be a modified shotgun to make it easy for CJ Stroud. He's gonna want his quarterback to work under center and take advantage of 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 basically when you work under center, you can really fake your play action more. You can sell the outside zone, the stretch plays where it runs wide, you fake it and then you can bootleg the other way. Gives you a chance to really protect your quarterback. Uh number one, it it throws linebackers off the scent and safeties. Number two, it really gives you a chance to protect the quarterback without having to be in pass pro and they're doing that a lot Dale. that's one thing I've noticed is a lot of these teams have figured out they basically just said well this quarterback's just used to being in shotgun let's modify our offense but he's actually staying true to the concepts because there are differences if you don't run it from under center it changes the mesh point the timing a lot of those things And Sloic appears to be a purist who is going to and I know he coached under uh Gary Kubiak for a little bit I think he's going to I think he's going to keep running it the same way that we're used to seeing him.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask because they had the Dolphins in town a couple of weeks ago and we talked about modifying an offense for the quarterback to a guy who played in a, I guess you want to call it a power spread at Alabama, but was not under center very much. And, you know, even some of their play action would be him pivoting from the shotgun and having a running back come across um, and then go out for a pattern. It didn't It didn't have the same type of cell that right. it, the hard play action would when, when the running back's standing right next to him, but Going behind the quarterback as he turns us back to the to the to the to the front, so in year two he's in at least in the limited preseason games he's had he's been under centermore yeah just to sell that stuff so they've tried they're adapting more to what they might you might have seen in san francisco that's that's going to be my question if we're going to compare what this offense will look like not production wise or who's actually on the field, but if we're saying who who will they look like more? The Dolphins in year one under Mike McDaniel or what we've seen from Kyle Shanahan? No, Kyle
0: Shanahan for sure, because that's going to be Mike McDaniel is willing to Well, McDaniel to me is going to be more creative in uh slowick. one of the I think one of the knocks on Gary Kubiak back in the day, and it was a fair knock, is that he was so insistent that it's the scheme. And then you just execute that when teams change up their defensive fronts and there were some different things that they could do schematically, it really hurt him. He had a hard time. You know, the giants were always a nightmare for Gary Kubiak's offense. Cause they were in this bare front, they covered up guards and centers and they weren't able to climb to the second level. And it was a big problem. And uh, so they started introducing more gap scheme runs, which is more hat on hat. And it's it kind of changes the focus of where the run is. Well, most offensive coordinators who believe in the outside zone stuff, which frankly is, you know, Mike McDaniel, it's it's the Kubiak tree, it's McVay has a lot of it, it's all the Kyle Shanahan stuff, which come from Mike Shanahan. It's going to be Bobby Slowick. Um, they have really changed to where they run. It's it's not just all outside zone. They understand that you've got to mix it up your running attack. However, it is interesting to see more teams going back under center. We had gone to so much shotgun and so many of these quarterbacks coming out are primarily shotgun quarterbacks. I think that a lot of these since there's so much of the Shanahan tree that's starting to spread around the the country uh, or the the NFL, I think you're going to see more and more of them try to reach to try to teach from the ground floor up quarterback technique for footwork so that they can work under center a little bit more because it's just better. For zone read, the the I mean, it's better for play action. The play action you're getting out of a lot of the shotgun stuff is just more of the, you know, the zone read type looks or the RPO looks really, not zone read, but the RPO looks, which is a completely different type of play action. So it's kind of football geeky stuff, but it is interesting to me because it tells me, all right, Slowick is going to be, we're going to see a lot more Gary Kubiak type stuff, which means uh, CJ Stroud is going to still be learning some footwork. Now, I also think it's, also very, very likely that some of what he wants to do he hasn't shown in a preseason at all. So it's not like C.J. Stroud's played a ton. And so I do think it's going to be a mix of under center and and plenty of shotgun. I do think that will be the case. Uh, Dalton Keene, to me, I really like the game. He had the fullback. The offensive line, something interesting. Uh, Kenyon Green, not starting. was Michael Dieter Mm -mm. was the starter.
2: That's not mm, – I've had this conversation before, I think, with you, or maybe even uh-huh. when I was filling in with someone else. The Michael Dieter thing, you – look, beyond the fact that Kenyon Green's a first-rounder, Michael Dieter has proven, at least, at least according to Mike McDaniel in a similar offense, that he was not equipped to be a left guard or guard in this offense. And if he's beating out – now, I know Kenyon Green was drafted for a different offense, but if he's beating out Kenyon Green, that one – that one – Casario's is going to have to wear because Michael Dieter's a street free agent that they just picked up. And if he's going to start your final preseason game, with you just...
0: make it sound dirty. You say he's a street free That's agent. That's what they call he him. He was right? a coveted free agent by who who was available on the text and the Texans snapped him up.
2: No, he was a street free agent who gets signed after all the other guys get signed.
0: Well, so Juice Scruggs, I think here's what very well could happen. Jarrett Patterson ends up there there fifth or sixth round draft pick out of Notre Dame kind of a scrappy guy you could see Dieter or you could see I'm not sure I want Dieter at left guard either but I know I don't want Kenyon Green this is a huge problem for the Texans so Kenyon has been banged up let's let's keep that for, first and foremost Kenyon Green has had an injury he's been fighting through and it's been a problem for him uh throughout the preseason he also is a guy who was late getting into preseason action or into a. Uh, you know, camp at full speed because of some. Uh, he missed OTAs because of a surgery he had. So, but in the game the other day, he just wasn't very good. Brian Breese, he put a spin move on him, and then Kenyon was holding his arm, which did have, I think, a brace on it. So, I know he's he seemed to re-injure whatever has been ailing him. But it just wasn't. He got pushed back into the quarterback on another sack at one point. Oh, it's scary that your first-round pick from just two years ago has really not come on at all, and if, and if anything, looks like he doesn't have a whole lot of confidence. Now, some of this can be injury-related, but at some point, he's going to have to show that he can be a starter. It wouldn't—it's—it's it's not going to shock me. He didn't start the other day. It's not going to shock me at all if it—if it looks something like Juice Scruggs at center, Michael Dieter at guard, or or Jarrett Patterson eventually, or Dieter at center, and Juice Scruggs at guard, and that's a rookie. And that's playing ahead of your first-round pick from last year. And Ken Green, he does not look like the same player uh, last year or limited reps, at least in preseason this year, that I saw Texas A&M. Uh, doesn't look as strong, doesn't look, frankly, uh, as confident as as he was. So I think that is a big concern for the Houston Texans. uh did have some interesting plays in the second half by Cam Dantzler, who was a pickup, former second-round pick at a Mississippi State at cornerback. Shaq Griffin made some plays on the football as well. The cuts at cornerback are going to be a little bit tricky, but this is going to be the best depth of guys who at least were drafted earlier than where they were picked up. I mean, Shaq Griffin was a third-rounder who got a good contract at Jacksonville. Cam Dantzler was a, a day-two pick. Uh, Desmond King has been a, you know, I me mean, as a starter with you right now, of course, but uh, this is going to be their deepest cornerback room for a while, I think, uh, with guys who are trying to reprove themselves or prove themselves. But I think it's, I don't think it's going to be bad. And I actually saw some offensive line play against some starters or defensive line play rather that I kind of liked from the Houston Texans at times. It was more flashes than anything. Didn't like the linebackers in the game on Sunday. Uh, like the running backs, not crazy about what the wide receivers did on the whole. But if you guys wanna wanna jump in there before it eventually gets silly, because it always does. Seven twenty nine right here. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six is the phone number. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Who am I talking about right now? Q C. Oh yeah, Q C. Kinetics. Wife went for a big run on 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 Saturday. She's She's starting to taper down the running. She's got within three weeks, I guess it's about, we're getting close to three weeks that I'll be headed to Germany to watch her run in the Berlin Marathon. This is something didn't think it was possible, honestly. Really didn't think she'd be able to do this. Uh, the knee issue she had was so considerable that she got through the Boston Marathon, gutted her way through it, and we thought, well, that's going to be it. But she went to QC Kinetics. She's been going through five different processes with them. So She's had five visits. And each one was a separate process. And what it did was help get a lot of the mobility back. Um, QC Kinetics can work differently for different people. If you're dealing with chronic pain in your knee, hip, shoulder, back, well, that's something. She's dealing with something way more severe than that. But the chronic pain issue, that's something they really, uh, people benefit from QC Kinetics because it regenerates and restores damaged tissue. It's It's a natural biological therapy that's a regenerative medicine. And so it's not you know, shots to reduce inflammation. It's not going to be the surgery, the downtime, or the drugs, which can really lead to future problems as well. What you're dealing with is your body's healing power concentrated, put back in that joint, and it starts to regenerate the damaged tissue. And you see the results from uh, pain management and a lot of times – through better mobility and so that you can you know have that active life listen guys we're in fall now it's good it's getting under 100 degrees into the high 90s it's officially fall so take advantage of it with qckinetics.com
1: espn seven five and two you're hooked up with it
2: you hooked up with it you decided to marry it i told you i wasn't into it you said it didn't matter
1: Currently, in the Veritex Community Bank Studios, one is a renowned forensic blood splatter expert. The other, an appointed master of haberdashery.
0: It's John and Lance. Astros threw 25 hits. They true to Tigers pitching a beating yesterday. Um, Speaking of getting thrown a beating, Noah Syndergaard's been DFA'd. The former first-round pick... Um, who made his major league debut in 2015 with the Mets. My, oh my, not everyone is Justin Verlander. He is DFA'd, once a, a hot name in major league baseball. He was two and six this year with the ERA over six. is not good. So he was designated for assignment. Um, the Astros yesterday, they tried to designate pitchers for assignment by giving them the 25 hits and 17 runs. But uh, so far, no word if Detroit's gotten rid of any of their pitchers. But it was a good offensive performance again from the Astros. Five hits for uh, our good close personal friend Jeremy Pena. Another big day for Jonathan Singleton, one for five. Now, uh, yeah. Let's
2: see. You are using your data dredging. What do you mean? He's five fourteen over over his last seven days. Your data dredging. So he's he's hitting three fifty seven in the in, in the last week or so. So that should be something we applaud. He is no longer the black hole. I, did.
0: I said he's keeping his hot streak going.
2: No, nah, you did the I one. said he's
0: still, he's staying hot. He's
2: you did one the for one five. for five thing. Oh, I
0: did. Is I just said the number. I just said what is batting. I just I, said what he did yesterday. I just think. I didn't date a dredge. I just said he was one for five. He's keeping his hot streak going. That's well, a small, small sample that.
2: size guy. You, yeah, should, I, you should be talking about his his weak performance. I'm sorry. Over the last week.
0: I'm sorry. Over Okay, so has he ever hit two hundred in his career? No. Has he one hit? for five is two hundred? That's a compliment.
2: I have evidence that he's hit over three fifty in a week.
0: I have evidence he's hit one fifty eight over a year.
2: Well, no, that's only what he's done with the Astros, right? Or does that go back to Milwaukee?
0: That mm, goes back to the but Milwaukee. But what?
2: What about what he did for the for the Space Cowboys?
0: No. Okay. If you're
2: talking about a year's he worth was on of an hitting. MVP,
0: he was on an MVP Yeah, pay, I think you're being a little unfair Cowboys, to John
2: yeah. Singleton in a in a game where... His ev-
0: summer, he's had a...
2: He's
0: had... Elements of his summer have been good. Yeah, and some elements yeah. have not been good. Yeah. But I... My, no, my, he's hit. I mean, recently he's hit. I'm, I'm happy with is, him. Like I'm back to being, okay, let's keep Abreu out. Even though Abreu had a couple hits on Saturday, like yeah, Abreu... But the coin is spoken, so yeah, the John Singleton's back I mean, in the lineup. Yesterday was... Dusty just said heads, it's... A brave Tails, it's Singleton. Corny Spoken, it's I think Singleton.
2: We have not talked about the fact that, I, I guess we can call it a fact, that Michael Brantley is going to be back. <laughs> okay. they, uh, Dana, okay. Bra- uh, Dana Brown said a couple days. He's with the team. He'll be with the team in Boston. So we're a couple days away from so Michael Brantley days, coming he's back. So a couple days playing in the Boston series. I don't know. I don't know if that's or the case. he's at least pinch hitting. I don't know if that's the case. A couple of days is two. He's back in a couple of days. That's what
0: Dana Brown said.
2: Okay, so
0: enough, well, see him, and he's with the team. He's with the team in Boston. All right, Phil Maton was was not activated good. yesterday. He, he was wasn't good, good, but he was activated. Ronel Blanco, who I'd rather see up, uh, he was optioned down. I wonder who goes away if Uncle Mike is is with the team now. He's with the team at home all the time, but if he's with the team on the road, that is pretty. That's pretty telling that they plan on on getting him uh, his abs. The only thing that matters to me is that Yiner Diaz continues to play. He had two more hits yesterday, two for two, home run. Diaz is tracked to being, uh, you know, just having a highly impactful rookie season. I don't know where the hits are going to come from. I don't know what position, but I think with Michael Brantley, this is this is basically Brantley and a Braves should be fighting for reps right now. It should not be anything having to do with Diaz. Diaz should be either a DH, a catcher, or a first baseman when he gets a chance. Singleton, I think, will be will just turn into a big power hitting lefty off the just a big just a heavy bat off the bench even though he hasn't had a home run since his his two home run performance but I think that's what will happen to Singleton there is a chance Singleton could get optioned down though if you think about it because you've got Yiner can play first Abreu can play first Uh, Brantley is going to be in that outfield or as a DH so you might see. I mean, there is a chance that Singleton could be an odd man out. I don't think so, but I think it, you know it, it could happen if that's the way they look at it. But uh, my guess is he'll. It's more likely to be Corey Jolks. Corey Jolks is more likely to be out, and they'll just hang on to Singleton just because, like I said, he's got a, he's got the big heavy bat that he can wield, and in one swing he can change a game. So it's nice to have those kind of guys up. Um the uh, the Texans name, and, and that's on the Astros front. We That's what we've got. We'll, we'll get into a little bit deeper on some of the Astros stuff. But uh, the Texans named C.J. Stroud, the starting quarterback. It's a foregone conclusion. That's not really been a huge storyline for me. You could It is a little curious that they didn't do it, but the Colts did with Anthony Richardson. But I know he's going to be starter, so I didn't really care. Uh, but since it was official, they were asking C.J. Stroud after the game, Y- last night about what it means to him, and uh, here's what he said. Uh, first of all, I just want to give all glory and praise to my Lord and, su- Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, just have another opportunity, man, it's a blessing to be able to play this game, um, especially in the league, man. Like a place like the Superdome, um, definitely was a blessing to be out there. And um, but yeah, it was, um, the same thing. I mean, you got to keep working. Uh, was a, was a, definitely a blessing something that I think I worked for and definitely earned. Um, but at the same time, nothing else really changes. i still going to work like the way I'm working even more now. So i um, blessed enough to be able to be a starter so, so young in this league, um, which is the easiest thing to do. But I know my coaches have trust and, and faith in me, so i um, will go out there and try to do my best. Well, W for Christ, W for C.J. Stroud in that soundbite. And blessings up. Does Christ ever take an L? Well, to he me. took well, he took one, not to me, he took a
2: big one <laughs> not not to me he does but I mean, even the series well he did yes, he did come back in miraculous fashion, <laughs>
0: yeah. That was, he responded. Yeah, yeah. All,
2: all we're looking for from our saviors is a response. When things don't go their way, we want to see their response. That's all we respond. want from
0: anybody, from kids. When you face adversity, get back up, and you know we want that from our quarterbacks as well. Do you so think? Up. Do you think? A do you ever
2: youth, say blessings up to anybody? No, it's not my not my, in my vernacular. Do you think a youth minister has ever said hell? He wouldn't say hell. He wouldn't start off with hell. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a high school football coach. A youth minister's ever said to to his uh, congregation, "Christ took the biggest L, and he came back." You're telling me you can't fight back from? No, it would be a high school coach at a Christian a C- school. At a Christian school. At a Christian school. Yeah, he, he yeah. would talk about Christ fighting back from his adversity. Yeah, and, and looking at looking at his quarterback who just threw a pick. Our Lord and Savior. Came back from the biggest L. You can't come back from a pick six from a simple, Yeah, you
0: can't come back from a bone bruise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when they, he's trying to get a guy, when they to try come to play. Play. rush a guy back you on the field. Rush a guy back from
2: Davo Sweeney has definitely said that.
0: Oh, Davo Sweeney is. Davo Sweeney is probably a guy who would also say blessings up. Like he'd hear a player say that, and like I need to add blessings up. That's something I need to add into my vernacular. He,
2: Davo Sweeney, he would list Christ out for. for
0: Christ came back after three days from a crucifixion. You can't come back from a bone bruise. We can't tape up a high ankle sprain. <laughs> yeah. You're a quarterback. We're gonna run less zone read with you. Get over it. Yeah, get over it, Klubnik. <laughs> Klubnik. He wouldn't yell at him like no, that. Where's that, DJ Ugulele? He won,
2: he won the job at Oregon State. That's right. He's at Oregon State. Uh, you know, the, speaking of Oregon State, you know the saddest thing over this weekend was I was watching USC. Oh yeah, college football week zero got started. Uh, watching USC versus uh, San Jose State. And not, not the USC off defensive line, which is pretty sad itself. But the Pac-12 Network, and you know, it's nothing is said. But, oh my god, but it's dead man walking. But it's all of their all of their promos are about celebrating the conference, you know, like any other network would. But it, it always had this touch of sadness because you know it's coming to an end. They're showing all the programs and all the non revenue generating sports and what what they've accomplished, and it's like, yeah, all that stuff's gone away.
0: I I feel bad, and I don't feel bad. Like, I feel bad that it shouldn't have gotten to this. College football has just become too greedy. You can point wherever you want, but it is truly a golden goose situation where a lot of people could have thrived, but they decided to go with just to take as much money as possible. Certain teams did, and then certain conferences did, and and it's had a ramification with. But I watched this with U of H years and years ago in the 90s, so it's almost like I watched an entire team turn into a vagabond because they got left out where the other state schools left them out in the cold. So I don't like, yeah, I don't like what this happened in college football, but I am not feeling sad for Pac-12. Y'all were trying to take pac and you know you should have done it. You screwed up by not trying to go all in to to steal some Big 12 teams because you'd still be here today. Yeah, they
2: backed off, and that's one of the things that the former commissioner is going to have to wear his inability or his unwillingness to do what needed to be done has kind of killed that conference. And you talk about that. Pete Dam was reporting this morning that SMU, Cal, and Stanford, there's more momentum for them joining the ACC. Uh, and the reports were coming out late last week that they were going to be willing to give up a portion of their media revenue to make get the deal done. And SMU was apparently going to take a, a giant cut for like seven years to um, – Damn, they're going to make leveraged. to get it done to to not be left out in the cold. So you have to like. So at this point, we're this. thinking every if it goes down with Stanford and Cal, the two remaining Pac-12 schools with no landing spot would be Oregon State and
0: Washington State. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if anyone goes independent and they try to do it. You know, and and yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot to dig into. I think it could be. I'm also curious if teams can just leave conference affiliations. They can't typically. Uh, and just go to a to create a new like if somebody tries to like if the Saudis come into college football, can the Saudis come in and just buy Texas out? I think yes.
2: You think so, Texas? I don't think Texas would sell to the Saudis.
0: It's oil on oil.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if Texas. I think Texas pride would come into play. Texas, Maybe, they wouldn't but, allow it to happen. Yeah,
0: but professional golfers got bought by the Saudis. I. Look, Neymar whoever, I already know but he's taking soddy compare money. You're
2: comparing professional golfers to Texas football?
0: Those
2: those are individualist Texas, uh, golfers. Yeah. Texas football wouldn't do that.
0: Well, it it'd rugged be, individualism it'd be, is pr- what our state's about. It would no? be principle to You don't know this. You don't even know Texas. To sell our Texas.
2: That's not a song. You're making All that up. All
0: hail the mighty state. This <laughs> is a real song. That's not a song. Texas. Okay, watch this. 713-780-3776. No, we got, we got what, what did you learn on the oh, other Oh, yeah. Side? What did you learn this How about weekend? you learn your show? Yeah. Hey, this segment's brought to you by Damaris Barbecue. Smoke wings. Perfectly smoked, tender, and juicy. These bad boys will knock your socks off. Rumor has it a certain college head football coach taught them the recipe. Stop by Damaris Barbecue for lunch or dinner today.
2: You're talking about singing. You Do you want him to play what you normally sing? No, 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 no.
0: Because we got to do... What did you learn this weekend in one sentence? You've never played this game from that seat.
2: I have not, so I'm just letting. If you want to sing, Sean can always play your greatest hits.
0: Well, people can sing "Texas Our Tech." People who grew up here, Dell, actually know "Texas Our Texas Our State Song." That's not at a at least song. they used to. It's a song. Oh, it's a song. All right, seven one three. Rain hell below. What? I love how you're Killing coordinating with other drill, producers. Nice to sing south and south. Um, yeah. Brett Myers going to throw that gas down around your knees. Put you on your ass. Yeah. Rebels, rebels. So this has just been bringing piled for anyone bringing to push down the button. Death on us. It's on my page. Rebels, rebels. Keep everybody oh, in bondage. Oh, oh, way down south in the land of mm-hmm. cotton. Old times there are not forgotten. Look away. Look Songs away. <laughs>
2: So if you want to sing, we we always can play something to remind people if you're
0: you're best. Coming up next, though, what did you learn in one sentence this weekend? What did you learn this weekend about Texans, Astros, a relationship, uh, you're something with your friends. It can be anything at all. You know how the game works. Just because John's here doesn't mean we're not playing. 713-780-3776. It's the back-to-school edition, so maybe your kids want to call in with what they learned this weekend. 713-780-3776. Let's light the board up, and let's play the game show that's sweeping the nation when we come back.
1: ESPN 97.5.com on the Chase Long. I've got a Chase Long in my
0: dressing room
1: now back to two guys who would by now be recognized as common law married in at least eight states john and lance from the veritex community bank studios on espn 97.5 and 92.5
0: all right, we have two lines open right now for what did you learn this weekend in one sentence, 713-780-3776, so there's time to come in and uh, and play. What did you learn this weekend? There's got to be something that you learned in your foray into the weekend. It could be anything. What I learned this weekend was that there is wet stuff that comes from the sky and can land on the ground, and I learned that last night as I was sitting in bed we had what is being described to me as rain. Uh, it didn't last a long time, but what were they're calling rain that was not able to make the ground muddy, but it was able to get on some, well, what used to be grass. And uh, I was very impressed with this rain thing, and I'm hoping to see it again. What did you learn, Del?
2: I or did learned, you learn anything? I learned that no matter who the quarterback is, I'll never be impressed by Notre Dame. Fair Sam Hartman, I saw a headline that said Sam Other Hartman transfer. I'm done. Now I'm just going into college football stuff. <laughs> uh, I saw not
0: head- how the game works.
2: No, I said what I said. Now I'm going to college football stuff. I saw a headline that said Sam Hartman transformed Notre Dame's offense. They won the game 42 to three. They were up big last year against Navy because it's Navy. It's Navy.
0: Sam coming from Wake Forest ACC. Okay, I get the hate now.
2: No, I'm not even cr- criticizing. Sam Hartman's more about Notre Dame. I think he transformed the offense. They were up by four scores against Navy last year. They almost lost because they didn't score in the second half. But Drew Pine, the quarterback, they don't want to play anymore. He's threw four State. touch. Threw, I know he's gone. He threw four touchdowns last year. He didn't transform any offense. the The offensive transformation
0: came from playing Navy. Are you done with your anti Notre Dame stuff? Notre Dame stuff. Yes, I'm done. Okay. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. We kick it off with Gabe. What's up, Gabe? What did you learn this week?
2: I learned that the
1: greatest game show host of all time passed away this weekend. Rest in
2: peace, Bob Barker.
0: Double B, Bob Barker died this weekend. It was uh, Happy Gilmore where he used the B word. Uh, Kids are headed to school now officially, so I have to call it the B word. Mm -hmm. Bob Barker did. Uh, In that movie, he was famous for, well, I think, didn't he get in trouble for being too friendly with some of the did he ever get for that? Did he, did he have, get, did he get for allegations
2: that? for issues with the— I mean, it feels like he— Richard Dawson is the one that really kept— Well, he would make out with, like, yeah. contestants. I, I, think, oh, I, think kiss, oh, Dawson, I think the fact he's not Richard Dawson, I think he's— Oh, he would have fired for the
0: Spanish scared. soccer team 100%. Oh,
2: that story, he would continue. have been fired that story continues as, yeah, we'll have as that they're turning on each other, the two in guys second. involved.
0: All right, let's get uh, Charlie here. We'll wait until uh, we'll wait until he gets up the phone here. Let's get Charlie in here. Charlie, what did you learn this weekend in one sentence, Charlie?
1: Hey, what's going on? Good morning, guys. Uh, I learned that Disney stock is the lowest it's been in
0: about nine years, and especially because of the last five movies they've they flopped on. And now there's Rachel Weigler, Ziegler kid, And she's child so
2: self-righteous and so arrogant, and it's person, Uh with this with her, her being the new Snow White character. I'm pretty sure it's going to tank even harder. Well, that was more than one sentence. I'm not sure what Rachel Ziegler did over the weekend to make... Did he call her arrogant? I don't remember. I
0: did hear the word arrogant.
2: Yeah, I don't know anything about her. So, other than she is, I guess, supposed to be the next big thing. She's in a lot of things. She was in West Side Story, stuff like that. Uh, I don't know anything about her, though, as far as arrogant or not. Well, I gave you that story how they just dumped a, a TV show from their Disney...
0: Plus, they're talking about dumping ESPN. Yeah, like
2: a show that they didn't even air, that they filmed and completed and produced, but are deciding not to air.
0: Let's get Keith in here. Keith, what'd you learn this weekend? Hey, guys, uh, I learned that year two Timmy Chang in Hawaii is the real deal. They lost to Vanderbilt 63-10 last year. They had one possession game, fourth quarter, 35-28. Year two Timmy Chang at Hawaii, the real deal. There he is. I watched
2: quite a bit of that game hawaii very, For what he's college football why not competitive oh, they Vandy were competitive. Was like a
0: 17 point half point favorite too and i was like who the how bad is hawaii
2: well they were bad last year like he pointed out oh no, better, they were last year. better this year i, I watched him i watched that game quite a bit
0: uh year two timmy chang so he's the head coach there i didn't even realize that's where timmy was yeah year year two timmy chang there you go let's get eric in here what's up eric
1: Hey, what's up, fellas? I learned that uh, six waffles in the first 150 minutes of the Waffle House Challenge is a bad strategy.
0: Uh, what is the challenge exactly? What's a Waffle House Challenge? Do you, either of you know? Do
2: you have to is eat a, a waffle? So you have to spend 24 hours in a Waffle House. So but, it's the same
0: thing that Brad Kellner did. Yeah,
2: but if you eat a waffle, or it takes an yeah, hour it off. takes an hour off your weight. So he did what, six in the first So the good the good
0: strat all right, I I wanna bring that up in the eight o'clock hour because I got a strategy for this one. Let's get to underrated mess in here. Underrated mess, what'd you learn this weekend, underrated mess?
2: Hey good morning. I learned that Abercrombie and Fitch believe that two wongs make it white and really leaned into it.
0: I don't know what that means. I don't know. now I'm gonna have to Google it because it sounds incredibly specific. Well, Two Wongs they had the sh- White. They had
2: a shirt like 20-something years ago called the Wong Brothers, and it was stereotypical Asian-looking uh-huh. characters on the front of the shirt called the Wong Brothers Laundry Service.
0: Really? At Abercrombie. The Wong Brothers. It is kind of wild, some of the stuff you see from the 90s. Yeah, and apparently there's a doc on it.
2: Oh, there is? No, oh, this doc came out a couple years ago. All right. A, maybe a little over a year ago, documenting Abercrombie's racist practices. I was guess. it called Two Wongs Make a White? No, it was, it was called White Hot.
0: Because oh, just more hype against our against our, 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 our people. Are you talking about you? you, you? No, because I, now I just go to Germany. If I don't like the way things are going, and it's rare to be able to say I go to Germany, I just go to my schnitzel stuff, and I'm like, I'm out of this. I'm out of this. I'm going back to the schnitzels. I wish you, you would You can't do say that. it, but I can say it, Dell. Let's get Lou in here. What's up, Lou? What'd you learn this weekend?
2: Uh, this weekend, according to the YMH podcast, I learned that PMS is cap and that women just want to be angry for no reason. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> I learned that on that podcast a couple weeks ago. What? How
0: is that... How is that There's cap? a
2: producer named Innie, and he has... He along with Christina, the one of the one Christina of the hosts, P,
0: who's actually very funny on what and her stand up is good. She, Eddie
2: said, first of all, he said Ed was Cap. The, I remember that Ed. You if you have Ed and you claim to be a heterosexual male, at least according to him, it's really because you're gay. That's what he said. Yes. <laughs> and then and then, PMS is Cap. It's just a woman. According to him, let me be clear, a woman's excuse to rage, pretty much. Look, if you're, Christina said, "Hey, you're just using that to be a B since I'm since the kids she are going did to say school." That? She goes, "Look, I," she said, "I have PMS right now. You know what? I, I'm not I'm not being a B because I can control it. It was just me using it as an excuse to be a bee Oh, she admitted to, she did that. She said that. Oh, I don't know. She, if she's playing. She's, she's playing into the bit or not, but that's what she said. So uh, PMS ooh. cap. according right.
0: to, According to them, let me get Freddie in here. What's up, Freddie? What'd you learn this weekend? I learned that Jimmy Walker is a really nice guy, and he's truly dino dynamite. dynamite. Freddie went uh, to Fitterman's. They had a signing, one of those signing things, and he met JJ Walker. Oh wait, what's his actually name? His name his is actually.
2: James Walker.
0: James Walker. What was? Oh, JJ on. Yeah, he was JJ on Good Times. Good Times. One of the one of my favorite shows of all time. Because I learned a lot about Chicago culture there. I learned about Bookman. I learned about Black Jesus for the first time because Michael, uh, Michael taught me about Black Jesus, which they did not like in the household. Florida and James did not like him bringing a picture of Black oh, Jesus. My mother
2: had my mother in the mid nineties when it was about Black empowerment, particularly in s- s- South Maybe Central LA. LA, she, yeah, back then she had a she had a T shirt that had Black Jesus and he had dreads.
0: Oh, uh, uh, Dell, did you tell Granado? He would not have been happy about that. I know.
2: I know. I will tell him. I don't care. Don't
0: tell John. Let's get Chris in here, and he's going to wrap it up. What did you learn this weekend, Chris, in one sentence?
1: I learned that trying to move yourself at 45 years old in record heat is stupid.
0: Move yourself? Like move furniture? Like move houses. Oh, yeah. No. I won't even disc golf in this weather. you kidding me? <laughs> why no. you? Why do you disc golf in any weather? Cause it's fun. It's, it's create. It's competitive. Is it? I like to do some shot shaping. Mm. Yeah, it's a shot it's a time, shaping. Yeah, with different types of discs have different movement in there. And so you have
2: with, multiple discs that you throw.
0: I, I have a bag full of disc. I have pretty much just one that I throw.
2: But do different discs do different things in the yes, air? Yes, they
0: do theoretically.
2: Theoretically, have you ever seen it play
0: out? Yeah, but not. Yes, not with you, yes, you because can, you're not. But I'm a forehand thrower. Do you want to get into this? Sure. I don't care. I'm a forehand thrower. Uh-huh. I'm not a backhand. I just don't create enough. Do you... uh, yeah, but I don't create enough uh, explosive Tor- torque to really pop the distance. So I got to throw them. You know, I throw like like a shortstop throwing a first base. Ah. Think that way.
2: A shortstop. So do you, you don't have a great long game?
0: Alex Pena. Uh. My long game's pretty average. My short game's kind of average too. So you're But I'm great in the mid the mid game's good.
2: Uh your pitching, your quote unquote pitching wedge is okay. Yeah, my
0: approach stuff. I'm glad you're asking me these questions because sure this is you stuff are. I can't get John to engage. <laughs> I'll go. I don't care. So I'm glad the kids get to hear this. Listen, kids, no C T E in disc golf. Yeah, if all you right? want a safe Now you'll take one to the head every once in a while, but that's If you're playing in Colorado, safe, low-paying (laughs) sports. If you're playing in Colorado, you can take them to the head. Yeah, they'll
2: they'll provide that for you.
0: Yeah, but um, that's legal there. So eight oh one right here. All right, guys, jump back in. We'll get the show back on track to real hardcore sports coming up next seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Astros win, Texans win, and uh, Texans are about to go red wedding on the roster coming up by Tuesday. We will uh, we'll have some thoughts on that coming back.
1: ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Pitter-patter. Well, pitter-patter, let's get at her.